0: Show them what you're all about. Drag-out. Hey everybody, it is Joseph Shepherd. And your girl, Miss Laganja Estranja And welcome to <gasps> Queenie.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay, not bad. You're yeah, all, you're a little. A little delayed for me over here, too. I'm in Puerto Rico. We're having to connect to the hotspot of the phone. It's a whole thing. So
0: I'd say pretty damn good. Hey, you know what? We we did pretty good, and we are here, and that's all that matters, right? That's right. This is the
1: podcast where Joseph and I break down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, of course, in our own unique way.
0: Now, before we get into the episode, Laganja, you said you're in Puerto Rico right now. How is it? Are you fully traveling? I see that you're back with Work the World. Is that right? Yes, I'm headed to Work the World tomorrow.
1: I literally will finish tonight around 3 a.m. And then I have to be on a plane by or uh, headed towards the airport by 4.30. So no sleep tonight. And of course, tomorrow when I land in San Antonio, I go right to rehearsal and then I will be Getting ready for the meet and greet and in the show. So it is go, go, go time. But I had a wonderful time here in Puerto Rico. I got to uh, really hang out with my dear friend, Queen B, who I've known for a long time. We just met uh, in person for the first time at DragCon 2022. So it was really nice to get time to meet her partner and hang out with her here and try lechon and uh, tostones. And what was the other thing I had that's very traditional here? Uh, it's like a yellow rice cake. I forget the name for it, but it was all very delicious. Very,
0: very delicious. So what you're saying is that you're traveling so much that you literally are Lady Gaga in club, another club, no sleep, bus, I playing. I definitely am not That's Lady Gaga
1: are. just yet, but I can relate to uh, her work ethic and the nonstop of being an entertainress for sure. Now, what about yourself? What have you been up to this week?
0: This week has been kind of just getting, you know, like I said, like a pre-production for the potential of a new show that I've been working on. So it was logoing and trying to get reach out to sponsors and try to get all of this like into a pitch deck and everything. So then that way that, you know, while it's going to happen, no matter what, you know, it's always nice when we can get some sponsorships up in here. So you don't have to pull everything out of your own pocket, you know, So doing that, I went to the pool um, earlier this morning, which was nice, and just had like a moment of relaxation, which was a nice zen. And I think that also this week was pretty, I know that we've talked a lot about like our mental health and our mental states, but I think that this week was kind of just an eye opening into... I think that I finally am now getting out of the depression tunnel. And I think for the first time I realized that I was in the depression tunnel and realized, hey, you know what? Like my mom um, was diagnosed with cancer and there's all these things that I'd never think that I actually took the moment to just sit with it and to be with it. I started yoga this week. I've just been on this whole nother flow. I worked out five days in a row. I just feel like it's like I'm coming back into like, the good Joseph. And I feel really good about it.
1: Well, you definitely look extra glowy, my love. So congrats to you for uh, getting back on your fitness. I got the green glow for you. Well, remember you guys, love hearing your thoughts and opinions. So we have actually set up an email for all of you, which is lagonjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com or
0: you can leave us a voicemail at 323-607-5116 and we may play it back on the show. You never know, we may give you a little call too. That's right. Well, I am
1: dying to see what we got this week from our buds and listeners, so let's get into this inbox. It looks like we got a our first message from Paul. And Paul says, "So much fun listening to you both. Good luck with your future endeavors." Ooh. I hope that sounds
0: Fifitional? Fifitional? I, uh, is fifitional? It? Fifitional? I don't know what that word means.
1: And then it says, bye now, Paul. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for wishing us good luck. <laughs> we would love to know what five is. So please either send us another email or leave us a comment on either one of our YouTube channels so we can be educated with you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, our next email comes from Maveen. Hello, Laganja and Joseph. Once AS7 ends, please review Canada's Drag Race season three. Not sure if either of you watched the first two seasons or not, but the Queens up north are amazing. Thank you so much for the great content. Maveen, I like that idea. Maybe Laganja and I may talk this over, you know, after this episode, and you never know. I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much, Maveen, for the suggestion.
1: You know, last week we asked what you guys would like to hear. So if there are any other recommendations on what you'd like us to review next, please let us know. Now we have a, another email from Mohammed. And this says, Hey, Laganja and Joseph, I am a big fan of both of you. You are such an inspiration to me and all the LGBTQ plus community as a gay man living in a homophobic country. It is so lonely but all I have to do is express my gayness and I feel like I belong by watching you and all of the drag Queens. I am writing this and I am in tears. Oh, good luck with your journey. Laganja and Joseph, we love exposed, but we need more music. Love you so much. Beautiful friends, (laughs) Mohammed. Oh, Mohammed. That is so sweet. And I am so sorry to hear that you are living in a country that does not celebrate your greatness and all your fabulosity Uh, I definitely don't know what that's like, but I can relate to you, especially right now in America, when rights are being taken away from us left and right. Obviously, um, we are still legal as of now in America as gay people and as queer people. Uh, So again, I can never really relate to what it would be like to be in a homophobic country where potentially it's not even allowed. It's against the law to be yourself. But I just want to say we are here for you. We are so glad that our little podcast can bring you love and help you understand and know that you are accepted. Maybe not where you are currently living, but there are other places where you are just enough.
0: Exactly. And know that we hear you. We are there with you. If you ever need anything, our inbox is open as well. Um, We'll gladly give you any type of advice or any type of help. You know, the biggest thing especially if you are somewhere that doesn't accept who you are, is just finding people who will accept you. Because that will make you become a bigger and better person, and you'll be able to thrive. When you say we need more music, um, I actually was going to ask Laganja later after this episode was done if she wanted to collaborate with me on a song. Um, So you know what? Laganja and I will talk this over afterwards. Maybe we will put out a song. Oh, yes. I definitely think it's time for a feature-rama, honey. (laughs) Oh, oh, a feature-rama. You want to get this next email,
1: Laganja? Absolutely. It says, hey, Laganja and Joseph. Thank you for the entertainment every week. Love you both so, so much. I hope the following isn't too off topic slash serious for the pod. I am a 21-year-old in Los Angeles who was assigned male at birth But despite living in a liberal city, I was raised in a toxic environment where I had to conceal my femininity. I struggle with addiction and impulsivity. But with the help of a therapist, I have recently come to the realization that I am a trans woman and that my struggles stem from denying my transness. Now I'm thinking of joining a trans support group and going from there. So my question is, Laganja, what advice do you have for your younger self who just started realizing that they're trans? And how has your life changed after transitioning? Sincerely, Lost in Transit. P.S. In the future, season six recap with interview each episode from a season six contestant would be sickening Mm. pps joseph your advice about slowing down and taking time to think about how you're feeling why you're feeling that way really resonated with me wow well what a sweet email um i just want to say to you my best advice to my younger self would have been or would be to just believe and to stop denying i think for me uh i knew my truth for a very long time but because I too grew up in a place like Texas where A, there wasn't really education on what being trans was and B, it definitely wasn't encouraged to be a feminine man. I lied to myself and I suppressed my real true feelings. So I would say uh, maybe as hard as it is, acceptance is key, accepting your truth, accepting that you are different, accepting that, you know, you have something within you that a lot of people may not be able to relate to is okay because there are a lot of other people out there like myself who can relate and who will relate. So congratulations to you on getting in therapy. I think that's an incredible step. My life has changed drastically since transitioning. I feel like I have found so much more peace uh, just in my daily life. Uh, There are definitely still a lot of Rocky moments. In fact, on the way here to Puerto Rico, um, you know, I had a, Uh, a female custodian in the restroom asked me and say like, aren't you a man? And it was very, it was very hard. You know, I totally cried in the stall about it. So uh, I don't want to sugarcoat things. It definitely is difficult to be trans, but I believe anything in life that's worth it is sometimes, well, is always difficult and it's up to you to find the positive and to uh, work on your reaction. Um, So I just want to say, um, best of luck in your journey. Uh, Lost in transit really made me like almost cry. So I hope that you can find um, that there's beauty in the breakdown and that being lost is a okay, because eventually you will find yourself and uh, you will be so much stronger for that.
0: I agree with that. I think that that was really good advice. Um, To lost in transit, I will say to you that Coming into your own and realizing who you are as an individual will set you up for so much success. It may seem like the hardest thing during these moments. But like you said, you're going to a support group. And I think that if you are thinking about going into a support group, totally do it because that then those people around you will uplift you. It will make you feel more of who you are. And it's always harder to do things alone. And you don't ever want to do things alone. You need the groups around you. You need people around you. And you just need your supporters. So do that. And I think that you too are going to like branch out. And you soon will start seeing a totally different side of you. And you'll start to respect yourself as an individual even more.
1: Absolutely, Joseph. I think one of the best things about being queer is that we get to have chosen family. And I think a great way to find those family members is at a support group. So best of luck to you, Lost in Transit. We are sending you all of our love. And a big hug via the pod. Now, when we get back, we are going to take a deep dive into this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars Seven. So, stay tuned.
0: We are back. It's queening out. Now we are back in the work room, and Ru says it's time to pop some balloons in between a pick crew members ass to see what placement you were going to get in the Kennedy Davenport Hall of Shade Roast Speech Extravaganza. Yes, because this week's
1: challenge is to create a roast for this Kennedy Davenport Hall of Shade Roast Speech <laughs> Extravaganza, which I swear to God, these titles, they just get longer
0: and weirder. <laughs> So um when I was watching this and watching them all like popping these balloons okay did you find it odd that of course the first and the last balloon just so happened to be for first and or the the last two balloons ended up being for the first position and the last position of the roast like I was like really really there's always the who's first and who's last and then I was like did you, like, tape these balloons to the bottom so the girls, like, when they were pulling them out, like, couldn't pick those particular two? I just thought it was a little, little odd. You're
1: surprised by producing on RuPaul's Drag Race? <laughs> no, it didn't surprise me in the least that it seemed uh, like we were making the TV show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Making a TV show. Do you think that it matters what position you go in in a roast?
1: I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely do. I think you know, opening and closing are obviously two of the hardest positions. But, you know, going after someone who's really good at roasting can really make your maybe not as good set stand out even more.
0: So if you had to be placed, where would you want to be placed in the roast lineup? Somewhere. First, middle, end, in between? Somewhere
1: in the middle, girl. Just put me in the middle. I don't need to stand out anywhere. Put me after someone who's not as good.
0: (laughs) Really? I I think in me, like, I'm like, I would love to be first. I think like first and get it out of the way because then, like, you don't have the potential of somebody going in front of you and being so good that you get forgotten about. And then also, you have the ability to be like, you go first. And then, if you are really good, great and wonderful. But also, if you're bad, like, people will be like, oh, you kind of went first. That's what I think in my head. I'm like, "Mm hmm. Well, the good news
1: about going first is you definitely get to not worry for the rest of the roast, right? Because I definitely, if I was in the middle, would be yeah. sitting there worried, worried, worried until my turn. So it's like you kind of rip the band-aid off.
0: Now, you didn't actually have like a roast roast, right? You just had a comedy challenge? Right. We, we didn't actually roast anyone in particular.
1: It was more um, we were supposed to kind of tell a story from our childhood. I believe that was sort of our prompt. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, you know, how they, how they phrased it to us then, but I, it wasn't exactly a roast. No, I didn't make fun of anyone in my speech that I can remember, maybe just myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do these individuals like even come up with these things? Like, do you get like Raja had out a thesaurus and stuff. So then I was thinking, like, do you get any access to the Internet at all or any type of help? Or is it just literally you're just writing?
1: Yeah, no access to internet while you're uh, on summer camp, as we like to call it. But you definitely Mm -hmm. do get help from the guest judges. And then there are also writers on the show who you never see who will work with you. So like John Polly was one of the writers on my season. So I worked with him on my roast after working with the special guest. So they definitely do provide help and they do provide, you know, some critiques as we see on the show. But a lot of it is coming from your own brain. And I think it's really hard to write roasts. And I thought this roast was really great. I thought there was a lot of punchlines, a lot of jokes. And I was very impressed with, you know, how the girls were able to make it funny, but make it lighthearted. I don't really think anyone was that mean. I mean, I know they accused Raja of being pretty cutthroat, but. I really thought all the jokes were very, like, tongue-in-cheek and had a really good sense of sportsmanship with them. So I appreciated that.
0: Yes, and I absolutely... (laughs) I loved that Wintergreen came out. Now, Wintergreen was Peppermint's makeover for Season 9, and he is Sarge, who is a cameraman on the show, and the glow-up from Peppermint season to now... I, I just thought it was so comical, so good, like a very good tie back to something in the previous um seasons. And actually, I thought that Wintergreen came off as like a very seasoned drag queen for a moment. I was like, I, you couldn't trick, you could have tricked me. Like I could have easily believed that this was a drag queen who's been doing this for like 10, 15 years.
1: Well, you know, my stoner ass, I was like, who is Wintergreen? <laughs> <laughs> And then they showed showed the flashback and i was like oh right i mean girl there's just been so many seasons so many franchises i've reviewed with you know yuha all these different franchises so i was just like now which one is this but when they when they explained and showed the flashback i was like oh yes of course and i agree with you she did amazing especially you know opening up the night kicking it off she definitely had a, a great energy to her and she looked beautiful
0: Yeah, and I I love, too, that seeing somebody who is an ally, who's straight and married, like, actually just get into the groove of it and be like, you know, I'm here for it, and I'm loving it, and I'm supporting you guys. Like, that is, is, it it means a lot, especially, like, you know, in our community to see somebody who's straight and being okay to dibble and dabble in it. Absolutely. That's real allyship. So we love to see it. So first up, we had Miss Raja and she gave her little roast. Um I actually was dis- disappointed that she didn't use one of her jokes that she used in the um in the preparation when she was like before today, you know, I had to roll a fat blunt. That's what we call it when we put pull, push jinx into like the workroom. I was laughing. I thought it was a very mean joke, but I thought it was very comical. Another thing that she said that I loved was Monet just moved to Hollywood, but her hairline's in Reseda. I thought that was hilarious. Iconic. You're getting the good jokes.
1: Yeah, no, I I definitely thought Raja did really well. I thought she was a great opener. Again, as I was saying, the judges said she was mean, but I didn't really find her mean. I thought it was all very funny and good spirit. I thought she, you know, looked great. I love the slick back hair. And I thought she came Mm -hmm. off really, really funny. Yeah, I was kind of, Super impressed with her. I wasn't expecting her to succeed in this sort of comedy challenge, but I think she nailed it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, next up we had Evie Oddly. What did you think about Miss Evie's look, first of all? Well, it's not my favorite look.
1: Um, I know we're not wearing or tearing
0: it right now, but if I had to,
1: it would be a tear it for me. Um, You know, I do love the wig that she's wearing. I have one myself in a soft pink. They're great wigs. I just think they're not uh, RuPaul's Drag Race ready. I think those are, you know, working wigs, working women on Wednesdays at Hamburger Mary's wigs Mm -hmm. and not really international television uh, quality. So that was definitely irking me, but, um, you know, this wasn't a look challenge. This was uh, you know, a, a comedy challenge. And I think she did a great job. You know, the judges commented on her being kind of cool and playing it easy. And I think that really worked well for her. I think that that is her humor. That is her personality. I think she played towards her strengths and I thought it was really funny. You know, I loved the line about jinx and the plastic surgery and giving the audience a moment to look for it i thought that was great and uh yeah i really i really thought she also nailed this
0: i i agree with you i thought it was hilarious when she said like you you said she talked about jinx's plastic surgery and then she said you know she did get her hairline done and she thought to herself yeah that's the problem i was like spot on you're using an impression good um yeah she she it out of the park for me she was really good
1: absolutely i definitely loved the impression too that was hysterical and i think because she was playing it so chill when she did an impression like that it really stood out because it was a more heightened yes uh, energy up next we had miss Shay coulet who of course looked flawless i loved the outfit i thought she looked really amazing and and powerful now unfortunately I felt a little bit like I did last week with her TikTok challenge when she was introducing Mm. the beginning of the challenge. I felt like she kind of put on this persona. And I understand this because I do this a lot when I get in front of a camera. My nerves get the best of me. And so I start Mm -hmm. kind of doing more than what I normally do. And I already do so much that I don't really need to do that. And I felt the same with her. And it kind of just took away from me from her performance because I felt her being so performative as opposed to just sitting into the joke and letting it find its own sort of pocket and manifestation. So that for me was a little a little off-putting like I said. she got better as she went on. I felt like she relaxed into the material. Mm-hmm. but when she first started it just it was coming off forced and fake to me. so it was hard to laugh at the jokes because I was just uncomfortable with her delivery. Um, but I do think she had some great one-liners. I do think she did a pretty good job but definitely not my favorite of the night.
0: Yeah, you. I, I think for me, it's the tone of how Shay says things because it comes off to me sometimes like it is overacting. Like the skinny little bitch jokes that she was doing with Jada, I believe would have been better if it was like, Jada Essence Hall is such a skinny little bitch, blah, 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 blah. But what she did is, Jada Essence Hall is a skinny little bitch." And it was just like, it took away from the actual funniness that that joke could have been. So I I feel you on that part. And I think that it, it, it does translate into many other challenges, even like acting challenges and stuff. It's like, who is Shay's persona if she were to be presenting like at an award show? Because, I do the same thing, like you just said. Like, you know, if I'm on camera, it's, hey, everybody, how you doing? But then you gotta, like, sometimes just strap that away and let yourself play.
1: Absolutely, I agree. And, you know, I loved the skinny little bitch jokes because they were positive. They weren't really mean. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was a great format. But you just nailed it on the head, even with your impression. It was in her tonality and her inflections that we just lost her a bit, you know? So... Uh, I I definitely agree with what you just said, for sure, 100%.
0: Well, next up, we had Jinx Monsoon. I was laughing at many of Jinx's jokes. I thought thought she had a very good aura about her. She knew how to hit the punchlines correctly. I don't know why. I thought that the RuPaul is such a kinky bitch that he's edging Shangela for 11 years. I was dying. I was like, that is... It's smart, it went there. And I know that they probably cut out a lot of the the girls' jokes, but I feel like Jinx was one of the only ones who went for the judges. I don't really know if any of the other girls really went for the judges. So it felt more of like an actually encompassed full middle and end of a roast. Whereas I felt, which is probably because of editing, I felt like the others were just doing towards the women on the panel, you know, totally. I agree. I definitely
1: do think um, things were edited, you know, even in my yeah. you know, comedy roast challenge that was so edited. It was so much longer, which I'm just imagine, you know, me up there floundering even longer. But yeah, no, Jinx was a true professional, truly hysterical, such a great wit about her. So smart mm-hmm. in her humor and I think her delivery was spot on. You know, she's very comfortable being herself up there. And no matter what the challenge is, I think for me, RuPaul laughing so loud and hysterically every other second was really distracting. <laughs> you know, scary. she did the same thing That's to scary. me when I was on Skin Wars. and It's like, I just don't get that. I'm like, OK, like now you're performing, <laughs> sir. Like, is it because she's so funny and you need cameras to be back on you that you're doing that? Or like, what's the tea there, Ma? It's funny, but it's not like that funny, girl. Um, so that, yeah. that was distracting me, honestly, as a viewer, as far as editing goes. But I definitely think Jinx is just a true professional and continues to show herself time and time again that she is a legendary legend.
0: Is RuPaul's laugh actually that or is that a heightened version of his laugh? I've always wondered that. I, I think it's a heightened version. I just don't think there's any way that that yeah. could
1: be true to form um and i just think it's gotten bigger and bigger over the years but i mean hey if that is her real laugh props to her it just uh it's like evie's laugh you know it's just so intense and you and you know it immediately when you hear it you know but i think for me um at least in that particular example evie's comes off more genuine and i think it's also sort of like a tick of hers whereas i think rupaul's is a choice
0: Yes. I, I think that we should take your roast and put all of those RuPaul laughs from this episode in it. So so then are your comedy challenge. Sorry. So then that way it would be yeah! it would it would be well we definitely, giving you the love. We definitely you have
1: to give some love to our incredible listener who sent us that hysterical uh, recreation of my slow reading or my yes! down reading of my comedy challenge. That was so funny. I died.
0: I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I did, didn't did even expect it. I opened that email and yeah, a, a listener ended up sending us a graphic put together um, image of from your dramatic reading and they said that they're going to do the rest of it. So I cannot wait to see it all put together.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. If you want to see what we are talking about, definitely head on over to Joseph's Twitter. We did our very first ever collab tweet. Mm-hmm. And put it out. So definitely check it out. And thank you again to our listener that created that. So funny. So funny. So funny. Well, so up next, we have Trinity the Tuck. And I actually thought she was hysterical. I think, you know, she found a good rhythm with her jokes. And I think she also went for the jugular on several people, which was really funny Mm -hmm. and entertaining to see. And, of course, she looked gorgeous. She was wearing hair by my dear sister, Carbon Cavalli, in Orlando, Florida. Uh, uh, So I want to give her a little shout out for making such a gorgeous piece of hair. I'm actually going to be wearing her hair later tonight myself. So we love to see uh, dolls supporting dolls, especially on Drag Race.
0: Do you think that, because when I was watching this, and you know that in the first of the episode, Jinx was like, I'll help you with your jokes if you need help, Trinity. And then after Trinity went after Jinx, I was wondering, I was like, some of these jokes seem very jinxy. So I was like, I could see where some of this played in. Definitely. I definitely
1: think she got help for sure. But I definitely think she nailed it. And I think at the end of the day, you know, she nailed it. That's what this is about. It's not about who wrote it, it's about how you deliver it.
0: Exactly. What did you think about Miss Monet Exchange? You
1: know, I. Th- Thought she had a lot to live up to being the daughter of Bob, the drag queen, who is so hysterical. And I think she really did. I thought she was very funny. Uh, I can't say that any of her jokes right now are sticking in my head. So maybe not the most memorable, uh, but I do remember laughing while watching her and thinking she was very funny. And I, of course, love the look. Now, this is how you do short hair to me. I thought this was a really cool, sophisticated uh, 1920s take, uh, and I loved
0: it. Yes. I love the look. Uh, I thought she did good, but like you said, I don't remember any jokes that she said. I just remember laughing at the moment. Um, So for me, she kind of got lost in the middle of the barrel because nothing was like so standout. But at the end of the day, she did a great job. So it's not that she was bad. It was just that some other people had some more punchers in there and some more kickers, and they got it. So good job, Monet. You did what you did, but it wasn't legendary legend. Not for us, at least up next. We had Miss Jada Essence Hall and
1: God bless her. She really probably did the worst. Um, I do think we have mm-hmm. to give her some brownie points for knowing she was bombing and making fun of herself in the moment. I think the judges love to see that. They love to see the realness and, you know, uh, kind of thinking on the fly and, and using that moment to make another joke, which she did really well but you could definitely tell she was flustered and I don't think her jokes were that particularly funny or shady.
0: (laughs) Same. And I literally, my heart sank further and further when, even when she tried to recover, I have been in that headspace before when you try to recover for something, but you still can't get over your words. So she was like, and that joke was bad, just like this motherfucking joke that dude right now. And I was like, you, you're still, you're trying to like get your head and your mind on the same playing field. And it was just not there. I felt so bad. But like you said, she came back and at least she didn't like just take the moment and walk off stage or, you know, just completely bomb. She knew she was bombing and she bombed with it, which I think made it even better. And knowing, too, that you're not going to be eliminated. I mean, you know, it's. It adds a little bit of a, hey, you know, just keep going. So definitely she she may have swam
1: against current, but she definitely got to the lifeboat. So she she got through it. She looked gorgeous. She's got such a sweet, cute personality that I thought, you know, it was okay. And thank God this isn't a season where you get eliminated, because if so, I definitely think she
0: would have been on the chopping block. Me too. Well, last we ended up having the Vivian. Um. The Vivian for me also fell in the same wheelhouse as a Monet. Uh, I felt like it was kind of middle of the barrel, not too amazing or not too great. There were, uh, like you said, like I still can't really remember any jokes from her. Um, So to me, it wasn't a standout, but you know, she did good and she was funny, so. Well, I can't remember any particular
1: jokes either, but I do think she did better than Monet. <laughs> I definitely really liked her. Uh, yes, yes. I definitely really liked her and I definitely have really grown to appreciate her this season. She's, you know, I didn't watch her season, so I don't know her that well, um, but I think she's really, you know, shown that UK is not to be messed with and that she is a true winner. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, she was really funny and I loved that she, you know, made fun of herself in this. I think that that's key to a roast. I think, you know, when you can make fun of yourself, then it's clear that this is in a joking atmosphere and that we're all in in on the joke. And so I thought that that was really good that she was able to play on herself and her weaknesses before destroying the others.
0: Agreed. Well, that was the Kennedy Davenport Center of Honor's roast extravaganza phenomenon. Um, We are going to take a break and we're going to get back into these beautiful, glowing-up runway looks.
1: All right, we are back, back, back again, and it is time to work it on the runway. Now, this week's themes was all glowed up, or as I like to say, glued up, which is when you are growing and glowing, you're glued up. And this week, we had some really amazing light-up Looks so let's get started. Uh, first Mm -hmm. up, we had Miss Raja giving you a 3D printed cage with laser beams. She's also got you know, fully Sarosky crystals all over these cages. She's got these shoes that are also cages. I mean, I thought this look was an absolute wear it. I do feel like you couldn't see it as well on the show as you could on Instagram. So I'm really glad that I got to see it on Instagram first before watching the episode because I really got to get into the detail of the look. And that was one thing I was a little disappointed with this challenge. I wish they would have kept the lights on longer and then turned them off so that we could really have seen each look. This one in particular, I felt like we just saw it in the dark almost the whole time. So it was really hard to tell all the work that went into it. But it was a fabulous look. I loved it. I would absolutely wear it from head to toe. I really liked that she kept a good editing eye on this. She didn't add too much as she has in some of these last challenges. She kept it really simplistic and let the lasers do the walking and talking. You wear it
0: well. This was probably one of my least favorite looks for a lot of the reasons that you said. Um, I think that the biggest issue for me was, yes, you really could not see the lasers um, because they were just on the side of her. So when it literally was dark, there was nothing necessarily coming from the front to illuminate her or illuminate her body. It was just on the sides. And then when your hands are down by your sides too, the laser beams are not gonna fully expand out. So any of the shots too that they used of the laser beams, they, it was very zoomed in. It was very like you could tell that they were trying to showcase what they were. So I would have loved to have seen this in person there. Um, because I feel like that experience would be something totally different, but it was not captured well on screen, and I think that that's where it fell flat. So for me, it would have been a tearing. Wow,
1: okay, well, definitely go check out her Instagram where you can get in on the details. It's a sickening look.
0: I will, I will.
1: (laughs) Okay, up next to the runway, we have Miss Evie Audley, and she is serving us, you know, a mushroom... Uh, Alice in Wonderland fantasy fairy tale. And I absolutely love this look. It is a total wear it for me. I thought the color choice was gorgeous. It totally took me on a wild trip. It was so imaginative. It was so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: her, you know, obviously being that it was a fungus, something that we would see, you know, maybe not as beautiful in the way she spun it. So beautiful. I loved the glowing pieces up in her hair. And again, when they turn the mm-hmm. lights on, the look still looks really good without the glowing element. So I think she totally nailed it. It was a wear it for me.
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. A wear it. I absolutely loved it. The colors were breathtaking. The way that it was assembled and that you when even when she like came down the runway before the lights were on, I didn't necessarily know that it was going to be mushrooms. I just thought it was a really cool um, textured dress. But once the lights hit, I was. Blown away. This was probably in my top two uh, of the favorites of the night. Absolutely loved it. She killed it. And it was very nice also seeing like an elevation of Evie's drag, even over these past few weeks. You know, she started out and some things were a little questionable, but now it's like, oh, this is amazing. Loved it. You wear it well. Well, up next to the running, wearing yet again her gold necklace.
1: I was gagged. I really was. I was like, what is going on? How have none of the girls like made this a running joke? Like, we've got to let this necklace go, Shay. OK, but I love the look. I thought it was really cute and creative. It kind of reminded me of her gold tooth fairy vibe. Um, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Maybe the color choice, maybe the makeup, but kind of had a similar vibe to that. But I really liked this look for is that look. I was not as in love. Um, I thought it was beautiful. I loved the the way that it all lit up. And I loved, again, the way it looked without the lights or without the darkness on it. So it's a wear it for me.
0: I also loved it. I thought that it was great. My only issue is that, which we're going to get into with a few of these other girls looks, is that I think that there were a few looks that looked a little cheapened to me. And I think that the word when I'm saying cheapened, I mean by how the lights are reflecting or how they're doing. So when her lights were kind of like going on and off above head, I think that it took away from the illusion of being a very beautiful sunflower and it made it very Vegas strip. And so I would have rather have had it just all glowing the whole way as opposed to like lighting up on time. Um, But I thought that it was gorgeous. I thought that she looked good in it, especially out of light and in light. Um, Total wear it. You wear it well. Yeah, I definitely understand with what you're saying. In fact,
1: I always think light up outfits are cheap looking for some reason. It's not really Mm -hmm. a gag that I typically like because I don't know. I just think it it does cheapen looks sometimes and it does look very like Vegas, which to me is sometimes cheap. So I definitely hear what you're Mm -hmm. saying there. And I definitely saw that on other girls looks, but I do think this was executed well. And because it was like in the shape of the flower, I think it worked. I really do.
0: Next up. We had jinx Monsoon. Um, I, (laughs) I didn't know what to expect, you know, and I was laughing. I thought that it was a great theatrical take on this being a witch and being burned at the stake and the red, you know, coming up and then her hysterical laugh, like she was a witch doing it. Um, I, I love this. Um, it would have been a wear it for me. What do you think, Miss Laganja?
1: I think for me, it's the tarot. I do like the concept okay. a lot, but it was just like a big dress with lights underneath it to create a flame. I don't know. I just I felt like it needed a reveal. I felt like if she had taken that off and then like the flames would have been moving on some mech. I don't know. I just needed another gag. Mm. It fell a little short for me. I do. I do think it looked cool. Uh, Again, really love her concept, but it isn't something I personally would wear. I just thought it kind of swallowed her. And it was like a wedding dress, like in the light. It was all white. Like, I don't know. It just missed the mark for me. All right. Up next, we have Miss Trinity the Tuck, who I think is definitely suffering from what you were saying about Shay's look, where the lights kind of looked cheaper. I do think that this was a really creative idea and silhouette. So I love the traditional back piece, which was definitely giving us Vegas. And I liked the high to low styling of the skirt, but it just, I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't think it looked expensive. I thought it looked more like a rave outfit as opposed to fashion. So for me, it was a tarot.
0: I thought she looked like a shrimp or a lobster. That's what I got from this. I don't know why. And I kept thinking about those people that are like amusement parks or Disneyland. They're selling those light up toys for the kids. (laughs) This is what it looks like. It was one of my least favorites of the night. I think that the back of it really cheapened it. I think that if that back portion would have been all one color or all connected, I think it's just the loops just made it look very um, cheap. So uh, yeah, a a tear it for me. And meanwhile, you know, this outfit was so expensive. I mean, all
1: these girls having to get lights, having to get lights added to their outfit. It's just so expensive, which is why it's like, so bad we're calling it cheap. But remember, these are just our opinions. Let's not make it yes. facts. <laughs> well, up next to the runway, which, by the way, the photo we're looking at right now, it, you can't even see her face. So it's a good thing I, I know this <laughs> outfit, uh, is Monet exchange. And she was giving you a celestial vibe, a, a, a sort of um, night sky, if you will. What are those things called in this Oh, constellations. She was giving us constella- constellation. constellation cunt. Um, I liked it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I think it fell in the middle. It's gorgeous up close. So many details, beautiful colors, the way it's painted. It really does look like a night sky. Um, but as far as the light element goes, uh, I, I think it was on the weaker side in comparison to others. But it's not a tarot for me. I would wear the outfit. I do think it's beautiful. So it is still a wear it. But definitely not one of my favorites.
0: I have to disagree with you. I hated this. This was probably the one that I was not a fan of. I feel like the glowing and the lights were an afterthought. This was a very signature Monet dress. She does a lot of the, the same shape where it's, you know, I don't know what you call that, where it tufts out on one side and then it kind of wraps around. One um, shoulder. And then it just felt like she took, yes, one shoulder. There you go. Um, it just feels like she took some twinkle lights and just put it under the fabric. It didn't necessarily go with anything to me. And then the lights that were in her hair didn't even necessarily match the other lights. I, it, I, I, it just was not a, a not a, a wear it for me. I understand where she was trying to go with the Constellation pieces, but it it just wasn't there.
1: Well, again, check it out on Instagram. It's really beautiful up close. Just saying. But I hear you. It definitely was an afterthought. So, uh, yeah, I I agree. I agree. It is a tarot. I didn't want to say it, but you're right. It's
0: a tarot. I agree. It's a tarot. Tarot. Next up, we had Jada Essence Hall in a a mermaid dress gown situation with a blue um, wave around her hair. I believe that this was another look that, I thought that it looked beautiful without the lights. I think that she looked great. Um, but I think that the light up portion that was on her mermaid tail really um, cheapened the look. I think that it's just it's just a thing with those lights. The certain lights just do not do well on outfits. And I think that that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I really did not like this look. I mean, I feel like I haven't given Jada one tarot like this whole season. But this is a tarot for me. I thought the concept was really cool. I loved the idea of a tail, you know, being on the dress and how the dress hid her feet so she could kind of create this mermaid illusion. So conceptually, I really liked it. But even with the lights on for me, I just didn't like it. I didn't think it looked good. I thought the hair was, like, too much. It looked like it was, like, kind of weighing her down, like it was going to fall off. Uh, The way the pink was zigzagged across the tail yikes it just didn't Mm -hmm. even look like scales or anything mermaid-esque and i thought like this was one where little lights like you know uh, monet had used in her dress would have looked better Mm -hmm. because it would have looked more like a mermaid whereas this clearly was just like lights zigzagged back and forth on the tail so yeah it was a tarot for me not my favorite uh look of hers ever um so sorry about it but definitely cool concept And again, props to all these ladies for creating these looks that some that we're tearing apart, because I know these were really expensive to have made.
0: Yes. And last, we had the Vivian in another look that I was not fond of. I will say I love the wings and the way of how they fully look like they were flowing. I love the flow of the wings um but the colors and everything it if you're going to do wings and you're going to do an angel you're going to have to be in my opinion a little bit different than what courtney act put on the show already and courtney act when she did it she also was wearing um kind of like a one piece and that's exactly what the viv was wearing so i was thinking in my head if she would have done something different to where it wasn't just a one piece, a dress, something else to be able to make it, like even if there was a dress with feathers, I don't necessarily know, but I think that it didn't hit the mark for me, so it was a tear it. I
1: agree. Um, I actually like the bodysuit. I think the bodysuit is great. It's not the most unique thing we've seen, but I do think it was great shapes and the lights that were on the bodysuit looked really expensive to me. Um, But I agree 100%. If you're gonna do wings on the runway, They have to be better than Courtney Ax, and hers were so freaking amazing that I'm just like, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. you probably should leave that alone. So uh, it looked like a rave, like a rave wing thing that you would see. So that
0: that to me is a no go. So yeah, it's a tarot. It's a tarot. Well, Ms. Laganja, you're about to have to go and perform. So as we close out this episode, we had our top two of Jinx Monsoon and Trinity the Tuck. Did we agree or disagree? I think I
1: agreed. Yeah, I think Jinx definitely turned it, although the look for me was weak, weaker. I mean, same with really Trinity. I mean, not my favorite look either, mm-hmm. but she did do great in the comedy challenge. Um, I'm trying to think, was there any... You know, I really liked Raja this week. I thought Raja was really a standout mm-hmm. in, the, in the comedy challenge, and I really liked her look. So I definitely could have seen her in the top, even though she had been blocked. Anyone else that I, I would have rooted for? I think no. So yeah, I, I'd say I agree for the most part.
0: Yeah, and they lip-sync to Kings, Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Jinx ends up winning. She wins $10,000, but she can't block anybody anymore because blocking is now done. So we have Jinx with four stars. Trinity and Jada have three. Monet, Vivian, Raja, and Evie have two, and Shay has one. So basically, that means Jinx is in the final, and the rest is up to them. So. Ooh, and definitely,
1: definitely getting spicy here.
0: I really wanted
1: Shay to win a star this week. I was really rooting for her. I definitely think mm-hmm. she had such a strong runway, but unfortunately I don't think she was able to come through with that comedy challenge. So I'm just shocked at that. As as you remember, I I picked her in the very beginning to be in the top four. Yeah. So it, it definitely makes me sad for her, but you just never know what's going to happen on this next episode. So I'm excited to see... Where the stars fall and how
0: they align. Exactly. And what you missed and untucked? Here we go. Ronan Farrow, he fans out with the girls. I actually was surprised by this. I got to he his gay came out. I'm so used to the journalist right. who put out the Me Too movement and helped push all that. And for him to start talking about, he was talking about housewives and like all of these different types of shows. And I was like, okay, okay, he's a fellow gay. I see it. Wintergreen sat down from behind the camera and talked to the girls a little bit. They pulled out the pink furry box and they did two truths and a lie to which Monet's truth was that she fucked somebody on this cast, but they didn't say who it was. Do you have any assumptions? Maybe Evie because she has a big dick. That's what (laughs) I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Wow. That's <laughs> the, the two crazy. that look.
1: I know Monet and well, yeah. maybe
0: I shouldn't say. Never mind. Oh, the, the ones that were blushing the most were Evie and Raja. So I was looking at both of them the whole time. They were very not speaking about it. So I was like, hmm, probably one of them. Wow. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. It's a fun one. Well, all right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's
1: episode of Queening Out with me, your girl, Miss Laganja Astranja, and of course, my fabulous co-host, Joseph Shepard. We have new shows every Tuesday.
0: So make sure to subscribe to our show and you can rate us and review us on your favorite podcast app. So go ahead over there and show us some love.
1: Also, be sure to send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com, and we might just read it on our show next week.
0: And if you have any burning questions for Laganja or I, or even about Drag Race, call and leave us a message at 323-607-5116 and we may play it on the show. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Laganja Astranja and at Joseph A. Shepherd on all of socials. Thanks so much for listening to Queening Out and we will queen out with you next week. Bye guys. Bye.
1: Yourself. Show them what you're all about